1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
2: The Snooze Flip is the most universal mattress on the planet, a mattress that is designed to fit everybody and everybody. Snooze Mattress is introducing the world's first four-in-one mattress where you can choose from soft, firm, cool, or cozy. Flip it to choose your comfort level and zip it with our reversible and washable temperature-regulated cover. What you want today might not be what your body needs tomorrow. You buy one mattress to last eight years, but a lot can change in that amount of time as you get fitter, heavier, and older. Customize your comfort, zip it, flip it, and choose your snooze. Did you know a study at UC Berkeley suggests that couples who struggle to sleep well fight more often? We spend half of our lives asleep, and for some of us, we spend 100% of that time sleeping alongside our significant other. The snooze flip split king would allow couples to customize their sleep for more restful nights and without sleeping in different rooms. Don't sacrifice your sleep for your partner. Welcome in to the (laughs) DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get a amazing odds boost i'm your host rudo joined by aj hayfley and ladies and gentlemen he is back for good jesse montano back in the fold jesse good to have you
1: back dude i uh i'm so excited we this is this has been like officially official for a few weeks now uh and it's it's been uh, in in good conversations now for almost two full months. So this has been a really tough thing to sit on, yeah. Uh, especially a few nights ago when come back ev- on the show. Yeah, every, everything <laughs> yeah. was like done. Everything was signed and all good. And I was on the show and couldn't say anything. Uh, so we have a special
2: guest. Yeah. It was it was <laughs> just fun because for tonight
0: like, <laughs> we we built it all up as like yeah. Oh hey, like Evans Evans out of town, and we just needed Jesse <laughs> to slot on in and fill in for the game and. This is just gonna work out just great. Yeah. Just just the way that we planned.
1: Sasha Sasha is asking. No.
0: Nobody got replaced. Blaze will still be here for post games.
1: Can we? (laughs) No. no. (laughs) Well, now I feel weird. (laughs) Uh, No, but like that 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 that's actually a, a great question because that's kind of the point to all of this is there's already so much good that's been going on here. And I'm just so excited to be back in the fold full time and being able to always be adding to this and what we're doing. And, um, you know, the, the four or five of us have already gotten together a couple times. And yeah. just some of the small little ideas that we've, like, already put down to paper, like, cool, this is one that we're doing. I'm, like, I'm so excited. And I hope everyone who's listening, who's watching is, is equally as excited because we've got... A lot of the tools, a lot of the resources to do the stuff that we've talked about doing for literally seven years. Like, yeah. oh, it'd be so cool to do something like that one day, and we're going to do it this year. Like, all that stuff is is we're going to have the opportunity to do, and I'm... I'm it's uh,
0: been some of the stuff that we're, we've talked about doing, we've talked about since we were at the media school. Yeah. Like, we used to drive all the way out there <laughs> to record in that studio, and, like, that was a... I don't know, it was just a wild time. That was a... Yeah. It was a it was a long time ago, man. Uh, and to think about how far, how many episodes of the pod we've done, and yeah, uh, to see how it all works now, and you see it all kind of come back together, and sort of the way that it happened, yeah, uh, was was pretty funny, just because we were both in Phoenix for the rookie showcase, <laughs> yeah, and it just goes to show you that like the Ooh. the universe. Is that Jordan Binnington driving by? Yeah. <laughs> Tough guy. The, <laughs> The, the universe just sort of has its own sense of humor yeah. about things, you know, Seriously. because uh, we, you and I hadn't talked all summer, but, you know, <laughs> I'd been, I'd been kind of looking for somebody to come on board and, and we were looking, we were looking to add a person or two to the beat because we just wanted a little bit yeah. more coverage. You know, we were all sort of stretched thin in the roles that we were currently doing and it was kind of tough. And uh, then we were both in Phoenix and like, you needed a ride to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> you were just going to like Uber, and I was like, I'll just take yeah, you to I'll the airport. You, yeah. And then we spent the third period of that wild ass Avs Sharks game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like, Sharks, yeah. Yeah, just like sitting there talking about like DNVR the, right. and like what you were up to, and you were like, oh, well, I'm thinking about getting back into it. And yeah. I give you to the ride, I ride to the airport, and it was just like.
1: <laughs> it was well, just, it was everything just huh. made sense. So. Uh, Giving a a little insight into what, for me, what led up to that conversation and that that whole thing. Because, yeah, to your point, like, outside of a small couple, like, you know, send you a tweet here. They're like, oh, did you see this? Ha ha ha. Oh, this maybe, you know, whatever. you know, really, we hadn't talked much all summer. And um, I had actually been having a conversation with a buddy of mine um, who I was doing just kind of a a, a small little show with where I was like, I really want to get back into this just with where I'm at. In my career, the things that I've I've gone and learned and 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 done, like I'm ready to to start making that move back. Um, and yeah, honestly, going to the rookie showcase was one of those things for me. Like, all right, well, this will be a good way to like, I'll be there, be around, you know, stuff that's not just normal games that you well, watch on it was, TV. It
0: was funny because, and I I feel comfortable like talking yeah. about this, yeah, because um, I don't think it's like like state secrets or anything, but uh, dater. Yeah. Had asked you to help his yeah. his side out because he couldn't be in Phoenix. Right. Uh, and you were gonna be there. And so like uh you were just like, hey man, I'm gonna I'm in Phoenix, like let's get a beer or whatever. Yeah. Like let's just make sure that we connect while we're both down while here. While we're down here, yeah. And it was like oh, I'll try and get you like credential, you know, yeah. I'll call I'll call PR helps yeah and see if I can get you a credential with the you know for the for the showcase just to just to help you out because you yeah. were trying to you were trying to help out Dater. Yeah. And you know, it was just funny how all the pieces everything
1: sort of and and that's like honestly fell together. How all of this has been seriously. So that was what back in September, yeah. right? Was was and and yeah. every step along the way, it's exactly what you just said. Where it's been like, okay, well, yeah, that sounds cool, but let's see if we can get here. And yeah. stuff just like falls in line perfectly to get there. And um, yeah, I I, all, I mean, literally down to. Your Airbnb being near the airport so that you could give me it a was, ride. It was
0: literally on the way. <laughs> uh, so I ha- we actually drove by the Airbnb yeah. that we were staying at in Phoenix uh, to get to the airport. And it was only five minutes for me back.
1: Because I was staying with was a buddy. S- I was out there staying with a buddy. He'd been driving around.
0: convenient at every turn. But it, it was a Monday
1: and he had to go to work. Yeah. So he couldn't drive into the airport. So AJ had to take me to the airport. and yeah, and, well, and you had, like, your bag with you right. at, the, at the game. <laughs> at the and game. I was like,
0: why do you have all your stuff? And you're like, oh, well, I'm flying out of here.
1: Yeah. And, and then so AJ and I have this conversation. And um, I get back. And actually, Hannah, my girlfriend, <laughs> uh, had she had the vid. She came down with COVID while I was gone, while I was out of town. And so I couldn't go home. I had to go stay in. Hannah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I had to go stay in hotels for a couple nights uh, till my negative test came back before I could like go stay at my parents' house. And I'm sitting in this hotel one night, and I've been talking to Hannah on the phone, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't know. I just where I'm at with my job. I, I think I'm just like ready to move on." Um, yeah, are people saying stuff about Hannah. Not Hannah. Just, uh, <laughs> just starting.
2: The, there are a couple people in chat that that want like a summation of you because we do have a few new fans. Yeah, since, yeah. of,
1: since so, you were a part of BSN. Well, the so so I you know I was sitting there telling Hannah I was like I'm just I think I'm ready to move on. Like I'm ready to start doing stuff that I care about that I'm passionate about that I'm not being told when I go to work. Hey, you should care about this and this is why you should care about it. And we get off the phone and I'm just sitting there and I, I'm not even joking, dude. It wasn't 90 seconds after I hung up that phone call. Andre texts me. Hey man, I talked to AJ. Heard you guys connected in Arizona. I can't stop thinking about this. When can we meet up? And it just like you said the universe is just funny, man. Yeah. Like it's got it, it's, it's funny got its own plans.
0: There are some days where it's absolutely out to get you. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And like you start that day off like you like you you stub your little toe on the door. Yep. Like you get shampoo in your eye in the shower. Like your car doesn't start the first time and it's got like a warning light on it and like there are days, man, where things are just out to get you. Yeah. Uh and but this this whole situation, the way it all kind of came together. And the reason why it's a big deal is I mean, we just don't we don't have we don't we don't hire a lot of (laughs) people, you know. We don't our company turnover is really, really, really low which is why we're dedicating an entire segment on the pod on a Monday in a week <laughs> where the Avs don't even play again until Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of all, it all like, even in that right. way, this right. was fortuitous because it was just like, if the Avs were playing tonight, you know, we it would just be like full steam ahead. Yeah. We've got yeah. other things going yeah. on. All right, we Jesse's back. Cool. Them. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And instead, it's like, it was like Jesse, Jesse comes back. Uh, and not to get lost in this, uh, she's not here, but right. we also did hire um, uh, Megan to to help us with Eagles and Abs this year. Yep. I mean, you guys remember her from a pod a couple weeks ago. She a hopped on a pod go, with probably, us. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, she will be on
1: future pods with us. Now, she we're will just be... going to think anytime we have a guest that that's just the yeah. next hire. <laughs> 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 like two weeks later. Yeah. yeah anytime there's someone, yeah. a new face on the show. So keep an eye out for the Adam Foote announcement. Yeah. <laughs> Not really,
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bring That'd be on, a big hire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna yeah, yeah. bring on we're gonna we're gonna put Lauren on uh on retainer as our as our tarot card expert Oh yeah, <laughs> there we go. Um
1: but no so so it really is, it's just really exciting. Everything's fallen into place in, in a way that honestly, if you ask me to like draw it up, <laughs> yeah, we don't be able is, to do it. What is
0: the opposite of a plumber? Well oh, god.
1: Uh... PS with
0: Halloween going on, I tried I tried to envision a serigio <laughs> costume.
1: <laughs> Well, so wait. So would the opposite of a plumber be like someone who comes in, like messes up your pipes.
0: Yeah. So like an actual profession. Okay. Not because not we've a been clogger. Like, yeah. <laughs> we've been like, what's the opposite of a plumber? People are like clogger, and it's like, all right, we don't get paid for that. All yeah, right. Yeah. That's just called Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's so, you, you know. Yeah, I so like, what say. is the what is the opposite of a plumber? Because it is an ongoing thing that we have we have.
1: Uh, in terms of like an actual profession, is there yeah. a right answer to this? No. Definitely this is our not. frustration, is that we have yet to come up Pull, with But one. what would you need what would you need the opposite of a plumber for? So <laughs> here we go. I can't believe we have to buckle explain up.
0: <laughs> way, to, way to tell everybody that you don't listen to the show.
1: Well, uh, no, so, but like, no,
0: it's it's the opposite. So we came up with a third Mario brother <laughs> who's oh who's the black sheep of the family. We named him Sirigio, and Obviously, as the black sheep, he's the opposite of a plumber since the Mario brothers are plumbers. Also, we learned that Mario's last name is Mario. His name is Mario Mario. Mar- Mar- oh, I figured he
1: was like a one. I figured he was like, like Beyonce. Mm-hmm, so <laughs> so it's, it's,
0: it's, it's actually Mario Mario. So it's his name is Sirigio Mario. And we've been trying to come up with what he does for a living. At this point... What, what, is, what, like, what, got, what does
1: Wario do for a living?
0: We've got Wario is just evil and not fun. <laughs> he's not the black sheep. He's just <laughs> the opposite. He's it's the clogger. The clog- yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, I have no idea what the opposite of a plumber would be. Yeah. Like, I can't even. So
0: what we have so far is a guy that operates a dam. <laughs> and we have Dam-ol- decided to just, call him a damologist.
1: Just, I was going to say, like, I guess electrician would be the only thing that I could think of that would, like, fall into, like, some type of occupation that's not dealing with plumbing.
2: <laughs> Definitely would not deal with the plumbing. <laughs> I don't know if it's the opposite of plumbing. Uh Wouldn't it have to be like Well, so inspector, the opposite of a plumber? because he's inspecting the pipes that never it right. I don't think so. They work together. I right? mean like like
1: I, what what I would maybe think is like someone who like goes in and like at night and steals plumbing out of like a new construction site, like plumbing and copper piping. Oh, <laughs> well, criminal. Yeah, well <laughs> But like very niche, like they know what they're looking for.
2: Plumber <laughs> <laughs> like bla- thief,
1: like black market reselling well, it to local plumbers. That's probably what Wario does. He's yeah. the master <laughs> of crimes.
0: <Yeah>. Serigio <laughs> has a day job. Okay, yeah, he's he has a day job and he's forgotten about <laughs> while his brothers constantly save the Mushroom Kingdom.
1: <laughs> uh, is he maybe like a supplier, like a like a pipe supplier? Maybe.
0: Alright, what if he is
1: this is a already so far demo off. man yeah.
2: and like
0: demolishes houses yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. their plumbing that is so bad? that definitely seems like the opposite. Could you imagine? Like your plumbing just being like so wrecked that you're just <laughs> like let's just blow that <laughs> up. Gotta burn the house down. <laughs> <laughs> Start over. Let's just let's take just, it back to
1: dirt. Like yeah.
2: straight let's just blow and it This up. is why you don't go to Taco Bell.
1: Um Well so just just so we can wrap on me to, to yeah, Rudo's yeah. point. Um, just so people know a little bit who I yeah, am. Yeah, welcome, welcome back yeah, to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get prepared to have answers <laughs> to these questions in the future. Um I didn't come I didn't come prepared for that one. I had notes and I what is the opposite of a plumber did not make the list. Um, no, so I, uh, I I was actually with again, uh, for those of you that watched the little thing we put out this morning. I was with uh, then BSN Denver. Uh, I met AJ, I think it was Either late 2016 or early 2017, um, when I was going to the media school uh, down in Lakewood, and that was actually the studio that we used, um, Mm -hmm. at least for the Avalanche beat. Um, I I, I always have to give the little story. I used to listen to AJ and JJ on the BSN Avalanche podcast Mm -hmm. at my desk at work um, once a week, every year, or every week when it came out. And I said, I want to do this, I think I can do this. Uh, I sit in front of the TV and I say stuff five seconds before Peter McNabb or Mike Roycroft or any of the guys that you listen to. I'm like, I feel like I can do this. And so I went to the media school and I said, I'm going to go find these guys on the day they do their show. And I actually just wandered down to the studio, uh, met, uh, what was his name, the producer at the time? Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dan the Viking. No, 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 no. It was... uh, uh, Oh, you uh, mean Rob? Rob, Rob. Rob the Robert. Rob the Robert, Yeah. Uh, and I met him, and I was like, "Hey, do you mind if I just sit in and, and you know, on, on the show while you produce?" shout out Rob the Roberts. Shout Still out Rob listens the Rob- to the show. Yeah, no, absolutely, hundred percent. He uh, he sent me a LinkedIn message last year, uh, just like, "Hey, congrats on your work anniversary." I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> thanks!" Like great to hear from you. Um, and he let me sit in for a couple shows. He sent me a message one week. He's like, "Hey, I'm not going to be there. Do you think you can run the board for him?" Um, and then he graduated just a couple weeks after that, and I, I just kind of took over in, in as far as like producing goes. And yeah. I ran the show, and then there was a couple weeks where JJ wasn't there, so you and I kind of just started doing the show. Yeah. And then Adrian... And then Adrian jumped on, and it went through a few different iterations, and then suddenly we landed at a point where I was kind of hosting the show yeah. with either... AJ or Adrian Dater, mm-hmm. and it kind of became this thing where I was the constant every week, and it literally just turned with me following these guys, like like literally stalking them on Twitter enough to the point where I found out they were going to be at the studio, and uh, it, it all just kind of came together. And then when the 2018 season wrapped, um, you know, we were, the company was going through a lot of changes, a lot of shifts, a lot um, of changes that's like summer. like literally that was, I think one of the more significant, maybe you can disagree with this now. That was one of the more significant, like we are stepping beyond just being like little BSN Denver, you know, um, you know, uh, doing stuff.
0: That was, that was an identity shift for the whole company that summer where we said, we don't want to do, we don't want to do it like this again. And Uh, we don't, we don't want to mess with this. We're not interested in this. And we did something totally different.
1: And, and just with where I was at in, in, my life and my career with things that were going on, you know, personally I needed to step away and I needed to go to something that, you know, I, I, something that that was familiar and comfortable, knew what I was going to every day. Um, and it it was really, it was fine. It was great for the last few years. Like it was great for me um it's with, great for us because right ruto right yeah i was gonna say like like it opened the door for welcome me. to being old news bud <laughs> oh I'm, I'm so
2: ready to be old news <laughs> uh
1: you know it did it opened the door for a lot of what are extremely positive changes changes that led to me being back like it's those changes that have led to all of this kind of coming back together full circle um and it's just it it, it all came together so perfectly man and and Um, you know, we kind of gave a rundown in the last few months, um, already. Um, but, but really like it was, it was things that I need to do. And like, there's, there's areas that I've grown and and learned that are going to help me contribute here better and help our beat be better. And so it really has been like this perfect combination of, um, you know, stepping away, everyone kind of getting to the point where they need to be and now we're all able to come back together i think it's going to be
0: it's going to be great because you're going to be able like our vision for this is that rudo won't have to host every single pod all the time (laughs) he'll actually get a day or two two
2: straight years of hosting (laughs) he's gonna
0: he's actually there will be days where it'll be just jesse and me there'll be days where it'll be these two guys yeah there'll be days where you know evan will be here obviously. There'll be, days, there'll be days where Megan is here, and yeah. you know it's uh, you know, and Blaze will obviously still be here for post game stuff. Like it's, it's just going to be everybody, everybody kind of working together. and We're just going to have a lot of different voices and a lot of different people because we felt like it had gotten to be a little too much of just Rudo and just me. Yeah. Yep. And so we wanted to, we wanted to really open up, you know. Open it all up to a little bit more conversation, and I would like to say I won that fucking Carter Hutton fight. <laughs> I ended up being dead right about that shit. Wait, which one? The one where I had a, where Dater and I got into a huge oh, blowout. Oh, okay, of Carter- that was what Hutton. I thought
1: you were talking about. How him saying Dater was saying he was like one of the next great number ones in the league. Yeah, as a, yeah, oh, no.
0: well, he's thirty-two, and you never know. You yeah. never know with the goalie because it happened once with Tim Thomas. I,
1: I was gonna say who was that? Yeah, it was Tim Thomas. Was who he he would reference in I was right about the, the, that. There, shit. there were some, and hey, you should be happy. I now have no out, no reason, no excuse to not pay up on our bet.
0: <laughs> yeah, steak <Still waiting laughs> dinner, steak dinner, still That's waiting on, on the steak dinner. We,
1: we should do a show from. A restaurant somewhere over this steak dinner, <laughs> and just with every bite, you can tell us how I, satisfying look, it is. Y'all don't
2: even have to go to a restaurant; you can just hit up hasslecattlecompany.com Get ten percent off with code DNVR ten. Oh
1: man, right here. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no. So it, it uh it's going to be fun because another things we've talked about is we have such great people on this beat that are all so good at so many things and we're going to be able to lean into those strengths and and bring content that again we've always talked about but either haven't had the budget, haven't had the resources, mm-hmm. haven't had the time. Yeah. Um you know and 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 now just with the with the amount of people that we're going to have bringing this level of content, um there's going to be all kinds of stuff that that you guys are going to love. Um that that we're finally going to be able to do have the have the ability to do. Um and I'm just so excited to be part of it. Um Again, this was...
0: It's its the offseason. I don't know what we're going to do. You're going to be useless this yeah, offseason. <laughs> You're not going to have anything to do. We're not going to have anything to do. They don't have any draft picks. Yeah, <laughs> They're, they're going to win the Stanley Cup. We're going to have three weeks of offseason, and then we're going to just be done for the summer. Yeah. I thought Sirigio was crazy. Wait till this offseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, man. this was the shortest off season in a long time. <laughs> we came up with Sirigio. <laughs> Next off season we're creating the entire Mario family tree. Dude,
1: seriously. <laughs> no, it's going to be a ton of fun though. This season um it's it's going to be great. We were we were hoping to maybe have all this put together uh, by the time the season started, but um we're not even a full month after the season started, so we're going to get a full year of doing all kinds of crazy stuff and they're, uh, they're
0: four and four. We're eight games then. Yeah. yeah like, no, it's great. It's fine. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's my goal. My goal was January 1st. Oh,
1: so. perfect. We're ahead of schedule then. Look Beat at that. that. We're already <laughs> comfortable uh, with that. Yeah. under promise, over-delivered. We're already oh, yeah. there. Uh, but yeah, that's me. I'm excited to be back, guys. I, right. I, uh, I'm super stoked to be... Like, it's just, I I keep having to think about this because the last time I did it, I did this and another job. Like, I I, I did this at the same time.
0: Yeah, I I saw you checked your phone and I was
1: like, bitch doesn't have anywhere to be anymore. No, no, I just like, (laughs) I I, I, I don't know. I I keep, it's going to be a few days before this like officially sets in. Of like, no, this is just what I do now. And I think that's the most exciting part for me is I get to do this, like jumping in with both feet. I get to dedicate all of my time and energy to this. Um. Yeah, I, I don't have anywhere to be. Uh, I don't have anywhere like, oh, I got to get home and get to bed because I got to, you know, whatever. Like, no, like this is this is it. Our go home and get Wait. to bed is not a phrase. that's going to be <laughs> right, right. Right, now, right, right. Hold in, on. During in season, that's not a
0: phrase <laughs> that exists for you I, anymore. I do
2: have another weird question for you, Jesse. Okay.
0: If you were going to name
2: a yacht.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. A,
2: a DNVR stylized yacht. What would you name
1: it? Uh, these are the hard-hitting
2: questions. Well, I was gonna say, and like <laughs> off
1: the top of my head too. Like they're just throwing these at me. Like hey, right now, off the yeah, top of your you head, you gotta, you gotta show, perform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering what these questions were in the interview. Uh, a DNVR themed yacht. Yep, cost Can- roughly twenty-two million dollars. Yep. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 I've, I've, okay, I've heard about this. Can I have a segment to think about this? I'll give yeah, you sure. a segment. Okay, yeah, give I'll me, give a, uh, a I need a segment to to think about right. what my boat name would be. Well, in the
2: meantime, think about sipping a Breckenridge Brewery on the DNBR yacht. Do we have any
0: beer up here? We, there's some because seltzers
2: there's over there. I don't know if there's any beers. We have some seltzers.
0: There's Broncos country beer. Oh, oh. yeah, I'm definitely out on that. Can, wow. I
2: a, can I have a
1: Broncos country Yeah, I'll beer? take
2: one too. Nice. Anyway, get yourself some breakfast <laughs> hey, either on really nice. tap down at the DNVR bar or at your local liquor store. They got you covered all across the lower 48. I think someone found it in Hawaii the other day. Oh wow! Uh, which is impressive considering it's not in Canada. Yeah, that's but, awesome. Yeah, it's it's all over the states, so you can get it here for sure. Be sure to check them out. Uh, obviously, we love them over here. As, as Jesse and I are about to drink a couple. Um, and then uh once you once you've had a few once you're feeling loose feeling the vibe check out DraftKings sportsbook. Go up sign with code DNV sign up even with code DNVR. You, know you get amazing odds boost every single day and for your new account you get bet 5 bucks on any football team to win their next game. If they do You get $200 in free bets. So that's just $200 in money to play with. Super awesome. You can have a great time. You can do insane things. Yahir was asking me my strategies for betting on the darts world champion earlier today. So, you know. There is one.
0: Yep. It's not blind. There is a strategy for betting on darts. There is. You just see who's got it. it it's. It, it really blows my mind how it, coming
2: from like hockey too, yeah. where every player is a robot at yeah. all times. They never celebrate anything yeah. besides like a little fist pump. And these dudes, they don't hit a triple twenty, and they're like, "Oh, that was awful." And they spend the whole rest of the game just fuming. And it's like, all right, I'm betting against that dude the rest of the night. <laughs> It works. I've made a good amount of money. Wait for bad body strategy. language in darts. Yep, <laughs> Make money. <laughs> so, yeah, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Please use the code DNBR when you sign up for a new account to let them know what we sent you. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And, of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. We got a couple of super chats here. Since we're asking the weird questions today, AJ, <laughs> Eddie wants to know about your pumpkin spice latte. Before,
1: before <laughs> you get into it, <laughs> Allie told me that you were stopping for one. And I told Allie, I said, that seems like the type of thing AJ ends up loving. Just like a super, like mainstream, very like
0: I don't know how I feel about this. This feels... This Pressure's on.
1: Because you don't have a lot of them, but I, I just this told out like I said... This way backhanded. This is right in his <laughs> wheelhouse where he will become a pumpkin How, spice how basic are person. you, AJ? Uh, it was good. It was
0: like, I was sitting next to Eric when I tried it, and I was like, this is what people go crazy over every year. Because it was like, it's good. I'm, it's solid. I'm, it's fine. I don't understand uh, the fascination with it. I don't know why it's seasonal. Like it's, it doesn't. <laughs> That's seem... That's the fascination. It doesn't seem to be. I mean, it feels. It feels like Starbucks's answer to the McRib, where it's just like it exists and it's only available at certain times. So people kind of hammer it, but it's it's fine. Like I I liked it enough. What? I'm not a I'm not a warm beverage guy. So.
1: So that's, that's what I was about to say. Really good. All, all, all the people who I okay. who I at my old job, that was what they all drank. Like they had like IV bags. They would just like carry around with it, just going straight in. The, Ooh, the cold brew cream one.
2: Okay. Pumpkin spice. Cold brew? I don't remember who made it,
0: but someone made a pumpkin spice beer that was delicious. Yo, there's a uh, there's a brewery in Phoenix. Oh, yeah. uh, is that four peaks. Yeah, four peaks. Yeah. The the pumpkin beer that they have is really good. So,
2: all I'm saying, Breck Brew, get yeah. on it. What's up? Where a that pumpkin at?
0: spice beer. I guess it's too late this year. We're
2: already
1: yeah. into November. I bet you they have something like it. Yeah, I was going to say. They'd... I feel like everyone's got a pumpkin. So- I see, I just don't like pumpkin well, I, I see, and, and before I had it this morning, Z
0: asked me, she was like, do you like pumpkin things? And I was like, <laughs> some of them. I don't I think find they out. do. <laughs> I
2: don't think they have a pumpkin one, because at my local, they already have the Christmas mini kegs available. So, yeah, those things are popular. They jumped right into the Christmas stuff. Uh, also a $10 super chat from Sasha's or the yacht fund. Thank you very much. Always Sasha. appreciate it. Yeah, we're getting. Well, I, I
1: already forgot to be thinking of a yacht name, I was going <laughs> to be caught equally <laughs> off guard at the end of this segment. Give you a whole segment yeah, yeah, and yeah. nothing. Oh, uh, I mean, they we're do ask bl- you, and you're going to be like, have I need another something. segment. Pumpkin Spice Yate. It's <laughs> for you, The mo- the world's most basic yacht. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's not a $22 million yacht. That's like the 700K yacht that gets parked there and left year-round. That round gets leased. the, the super yacht. Uh, yes. <laughs> next to Well, our
2: to $22 million it. yacht sits in a parking lot in downtown Denver.
1: <laughs> Just so you know, there's a pumpkin yep, spice lottery nitro for practice. So brew.
2: there you go. Breck Brew's got everything, man. It's actually crazy how many beers they have.
1: Okay. All right. How was the Christmas one? Oh, the Christmas
2: one's delicious. It depends.
0: There's two. There's How are the, always, How are the well, Christmas there was ones? last year, right? There were two Christmas ones, and one of them was bomb, and the other one was... Not for you. Room for improvement. Okay. Isn't it just a
1: Christmas ale? I don't
0: That's
2: remember. That's the only one, one that remember. I've had.
0: Yeah.
1: See, <laughs> the, I'm planning on leaning into the holiday season this year, because I've just, like, skipped a couple am I'm
0: years. actually doing something for Christmas this yeah. year, so it's actually, like... It's no, gonna yeah. Great.
1: So I'm going to be drinking, yeah, Breck Brew Christmas Christmas ales all nice. year. Winter
0: season. Delicious. As long as it keeps they you from whining you. about the cold every day, I'm good. <laughs> I,
1: we genuinely hired first, you at the worst time. We first needed to thing hire I you said, in spring. Allie asked me this morning. She goes, how are you doing? I said, I'm cold. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> Such a whiner about the weather. <laughs> These are uh, fleece lined. These are lined joggers right Keeping here. them warm. All right. Well, and then he sits down and he goes, "It's hot up here." It is well, so, cause I'm, I mean, I'm wearing a, a vest, a hoodie, and lined joggers, and it's warm up here. It's it is, great. I mean, it is warm <laughs> up I didn't, here. But. I didn't shed a layer. It feels great. Okay, let's let's reel it in, reel yeah.
2: it in a little bit. Get to the actual topic. You can that tell we're it's a Monday talk about today. and not a lot hey, yeah. going on right now. Definitely.
0: There's no abs practice today. There are no injury updates. There are no lineup updates.
1: We've got nothing avalanche related going on. Well. well I, I, I called AJ last night. I was like, all right, first day tomorrow. So I figured, well, I'll see you at practice. Nope. <laughs> no <laughs> practice. I was like, okay. There yeah. are
2: some tangentially related things to the EVS, Definitely. Think, Great because we've had a lot of conversations in the DNVR lounge and in other avalanche circles about prospect development and what the best, best paths are for young kids getting to the NHL. We saw today, uh, Cole Caulfield sent down to the AHL by the Montreal Canadiens, uh after Cole
0: Caulfield, a popular calder pick this yep. year by the way
2: one point in 10 games though <clears throat>
0: and uh, let me ask you guys i asked i asked uh the the lounge this this morning can you name the top three rookie scorers right now i
2: believe it's raymond i think byrman are three and four i forget who
0: two is Moritz Cider is actually two, okay, he's and there up. is a seven-way tie for third. Hell yeah! Oh, Jesus, all of those dudes have five points, including Byram. Byram, yeah. yeah, Byram and six other guys all have five points, and it's and it's Raymond and Cider, and Cider is a bunch of secondaries, I believe, assists, no goals, to and think, no goals, yeah. and uh, Lucas Raymond on the other side of that is shooting like twenty two percent. Has a hat trick already? <laughs> yeah. So it's like. It's really it's really interesting to me to see this rookie class, which you, you remember at the draft in, in 19, it was that American class. It was the US NTDP, mm. yeah. like the much ballyhooed, like 14 guys got drafted yeah, yeah. from that program. Uh, it was going to be like the next great American wave all at once. Yeah. And it's okay. Caulfield sent down. You're kind of still waiting Zee for Boldy is, to show up. Zegross yeah. is one of the guys with five points. Jack Hughes is hurt again. Uh, yeah, Boldy hasn't really shown up yet. Uh, the defenders from that team have not done anything yet. You know, Cam York's still figuring it out. Guys like Drew Hellison are all still marinating as prospects. Right. Uh, Cole Caulfield was like the the controversial one because... He was five foot seven, but he scored all the goals. And then every other level, he scored all the goals. And then in the postseason last year, he scored goals. And it was like, this guy is this guy this guy's gonna be the next great goal scorer. Maybe he still will be. But it's interesting to me that after three weeks, he's back in the AHL.
1: <clears throat> How much of that do you think? For him personally, is almost like, a, like you almost wonder if he didn't come back to camp this year with the right mindset. Almost kind of like, oh well, that was easy last year. Like jumped right in the postseason, scored some goals, scored some big goals, overtime winners. And, and this is obviously a big kind of leap on that. But like you do, just kind of wonder for a player like that that like, was coming with those types of expectations, who mm-hmm. had success last year, was there a letdown on his part because? Like he really does he looks like a different well, player. I mean versus just a few months. Look ago.
2: at Montreal. They look like a different team yeah. this
0: year. They look awful. Imagine that.
2: And not that surprising. One of,
0: one of one of the worst post-season teams to make the postseason in recent NHL history, despite the comically fluky luck uh lucky run to the to the cup finals, like
2: well and and yeah. <laughs> Look, as fans know as well as any team that especially young kids feed off of that type of energy, right? Montreal yeah. starts the season two and six and Cole coffee, is down on himself.
1: Well, and, and here's the other thing too, <clears throat> that this, this was an issue that, that the abs genuinely, I feel like it, it plagued them for years. When you have a roster like that and you are set on competing, you force guys to play beyond their ability, at least at the time and and i think you have seen guys prospects younger guys don't necessarily know if it if it ruins them completely for their career but when you are being asked to play a second line role when you are trying to get your feet wet like i know people always you know clamor for young guys to get playing time and yeah. more playing time and as much minutes as possible but there's a reason that that has been like a successful formula over the years of guys coming into the league starting in a more diminished role Um, And then earning that ice time going up through when you look at what Montreal's roster looks like this year relative to last year and the struggles they've had. Yeah. They probably are looking at Cole Caulfield to be like, Hey, we need you to get going. We need you to be that contributor. And he just may not be there yet. Yeah. And trying to force a guy into that situation can work
0: kind of against you. So my question, we say he may not be there yet, but I would say, what's he missing? And I would ask, and and it's not the question, not just for Caulfield, but you look around the league and you look at Alex Newhook. These are guys that were really highly touted prospects coming up through, and they're all kind of running into the same wall at the same time. You know, both both guys were contributors on their playoff teams last year. Both guys came into this season with expectations from their NHL clubs of we want you guys we think you guys are gonna make the team that you guys are gonna be impact players for yeah. us. Both have fallen short of that and both clubs got off to slower starts. I think in part because those young guys did not meet expectations. Not not to say that the abs were four and four because Alex <laughs> knew hook, but uh, you know, certainly the slower start, you some of their lineup problems could have been solved by By him taking that step. Him just straight up Playing the way that we've expected him to. And I, I almost wonder, you know, that that it's happening around the league. It's not just a Montreal. It's not just a Colorado. You're looking at you're looking at a lot of young guys are struggling in ways that have really surprised a lot of people. You look at the Rangers have back to back for like top two picks in Capo Cacao and Alexi Lafreniere. What's going on? It was easy to blame coaching right. last year. You know, it was easy to be like well, that guy sucks as a head coach and he's ruining their young talent. But could it just be, and I know Evan has talked about this before, could it just be that the league is getting harder for young players to break into and be impact players?
1: Well, so for me, man, I I really do think it's the league has gotten so good. And it has gotten so fast. Every team, even even the teams that you consider like the slower, kind of heavy grinded out teams like their guys can skate their guys can move and i think well, you i like, mean watch an
0: islanders game and you're yeah. like oh this is boring but then right. you like you actually like watch them play and you're like they <sighs> use their speed Lee, to make man, it like, well, that's yeah. would
1: be a nightmare to play against and that's honestly what i think it is man is i think that just you know you you don't have those those kind of like freebie lines anymore right like you look at any of the real contenders and they are built in a similar way to the way the abs are built. Where when you are at full health, you are running four lines out there of quality hockey players who can contribute.
2: So, uh, and you brought up Caulfield and and Newhook, and one of the things that I kind of consider there is look at this being their what would be their first full season in the NHL. One. We already talked about this. It was an incredibly short off season. Yeah. So it's not the usual ramp up to a season that these guys are likely used to. And, well, and
0: because they were each on playoff teams, they it was it went short even deeper, deeper right? right. Yep. And, um, and so they didn't have as much time to work on their game as they normally well, would.
2: And that's the other side of it. These were playoff teams last year. They got to play an entire season. Come in to the NHL at the peak of their game, essentially, yeah. instead of having to start from the bottom and yep. work
0: their way into the year. So there was no they're they're learning that there's no ramp up in yep. the yeah. NHL, yeah. Yeah. And, they, and, and you have to show up from day one and be able to hang. Correct, and, and, and they were the best players on their college teams, so they got to ramp it up a little bit, you know. And in Newhook's case, he got to go to WJCs. Yep. He got to use WJ, you know, he got to go pop off there and then roll into the and then roll into college hockey and kind of, you know, just keep the momentum moving forward there. Uh, There was no ramp up in the NHL. The season starts and like what we've seen with Bo and Byram, you've got to be able to play.
1: And that's where I was kind of going with that was this really does. it, It looks like a lesson league wide in that. A lot of these guys that we're talking about, you know, they come from being dominant players at the level that they played at. Yeah, you know, very high end, top, you know, top of the draft class, literally. Um, and, and it's one of those things where I, I think this is like the new version of like rookie growing pains. You can you are not just purely good enough to step into the game. And I, that to me has been the biggest difference. You just mentioned Bowen Byram. That has been the biggest difference in his game. To me, this year versus last year, last year he looked like he was just depending on his ability to take over, and I'm just gonna be good enough to hang in this league. And this year, he's got that edge to his game. His his feet are moving a little bit more. You know, his legs are churning faster. He looks like he figured it out. He got to watch all of that up close last year and was like, "Whoa, I, I everybody is as good as me. I have to be as good as I am." And well, work. it's no shifts off, right? Like, yep. You cannot take a
2: shift off in the There's NHL. It's no easy goals. And and that's why everyone has gone, damn, Bowen Byron has, hasn't taken a shift off this yeah. whole season so far. It's eight games. But that's the type of work ethic that I think, especially kids coming from college who play less than 30 games a year a lot of the time, Yeah, it's an adjustment to gear yourself up for 82 games of full bore hockey.
0: Well, and it's the biggest adjustment when any guys, I mean even coming from the CHL where you play 50-60 games. Yeah. You know, you also know that 20 of those games are against you've won in this game 8 to 2, god, god, yeah. Right. We're talking god awful uh, junior yeah. teams where right. you are not, you know, if you're Quentin Byfield, you're not putting in maximum effort to And have you're a still five scoring two night. three, yeah, right. You're just having a five-point night because it just turns out that I don't. Children I don't know. just like, bounce off. It just. It body. just well, it yeah. just turns out that like Flint is terrible or something, right? Like, <laughs> like Sarnia doesn't have the goods that year, and yeah. you just roll through them, and they've got like kids, like right. literal kids that are good players, this, but like grown yeah. man that's just feasting on them. Yeah. It's kind of what we're gonna see with the Lausen this year in the OHL, yeah. where, like <laughs> we're already seeing it. Yeah. Big boy with an NHL shot <laughs> blowing pucks by OHL <laughs> goalies, where yeah. you're like hope the other things are coming along in his game. <laughs> There've already been
2: games this year Love where that that dude that's is a happening. total ghost
0: and he just steps on the ice for a shift and scores and yeah. it's like okay. But it's 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 learning that all-around game and learning the dedication and I think one of the one of the changing aspects of the NHL is more credence is being given to the mental side of things, the psychological side of things. Uh, you know as as the world has a better and more full understanding of Things like mental health, I think that it plays into the development of younger guys because there is more respect to. He's got to just get some confidence. He's got to feel good about. I feel good about himself. You gotta. He's gotta. He's gotta got be in a good place mentally because the old school ways of just beating you down and seeing who survives and who comes out of that is a waste of a lot of talent. Well,
1: and, and and that and that extends beyond hockey, right? Like that is just a way of life now like you go into any professional setting and that is the conversation of like we need to make sure that people feel good when they come here I, and that people are are yeah. put in a position to be successful feel like they can you know have an impact and stuff and and, and there is a part to that where so so you know this all started us talking about cole caulfield i'm not necessarily seeing it i'm not saying you have to like coddle people and make sure that everyone's you know hand is being held and everyone's getting an orange slice but like yeah. this is a guy who's struggling with that part of the game that is a huge part of the game now how can we help him improve oh. that and and that's focus that's been given that never was and before
2: i think part of that is in many respects i think we are witnessing the death of the one trick pony in the nhl you can't just be able to snipe you can't just be able to skate and have no finishing ability you have to be especially if you want to be a legitimate offensive contributor, you have to be able to do multiple things. I don't, I don't know about the
0: death of it. I, look, but I would say, I would say, if you are going to be the one trick pony, you need to be you, literally the yeah, best in the you world. You have at to that be, ability, yeah. Like you have to have a shot like Patrick lining, yeah, or like Mike Hoffman. You have to be able to consistently do that one thing. Yep. At a very, very high level, yeah. Like Mike Hoffman's going to get away with it because he's a thirty goal guy. Right. If he's a, if he's a seventeen goal guy, the rest of his game, the rest of his problems, the rest of everything that comes with him it doesn't add Being up. in your yeah. locker room isn't worth it.
1: Phil Kessel's gotten away with it for how how long now? Dude's an easy goal guy. Yeah. Doesn't it, doesn't do a ton else, but everyone wants him on the team because he can put one in. But when you need but it. that's what
2: I'm talking. There are Line A Kessel. Uh, maybe, you know, not even Ovechkin, because Ovechkin actually plays a pretty complete game beyond just his ridiculous But he shooting. had to
1: develop one but early in his career. That was a knock he, against him. He sure, but that.
0: he was doing that while scoring 50 goals a year. Well, I and that's was going to say, he's, he's, also, he's also the greatest
1: goal scorer yeah, in like the right. history but of yeah, hockey, but that's so what it's yes. different. Like, but... Even yes. the greatest goal scorer in the history of hockey, Ruto, to your point, had to develop other parts of his well, game because like, that he, wasn't criticism. He always
0: had a power element, though. Like There was always yeah. a physicality. He just had to learn to harness it properly because <laughs> he did a lot of dumb shit early my, in his career. but Things that would not fly today. No, but my point is, if
2: you are not one of the five best shooters in the world, you need something else to go yeah, with your you've game. You've got to figure out some yeah. other
0: parts of your game there. it's And it's it's funny because you say that, but it's also like it's harder than ever for guys yeah. to make the league who are good at everything but great at nothing yeah. true because you look at you look at a guy like uh, a Jonas donskoy right like a really 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 good all-around player that does a lot of different things well but he's great at nothing and it's why you'll see there will be twenty to thirty games a year in a four two game season where he doesn't do anything yeah. and like you live for the other 50, right? Like of that's, course. that's your, like, that's what you pay him for. That's how, that's where he earns his money. But you're talking about like a fourth of the season. The yeah. guy just does nothing for you. Yeah. And you just sort of tacitly accept that going in where you're just like, okay, let's just hope that we do all with that, that our top line or that somebody <laughs> else, like, let's just, we have to find answers on those yeah. nights where the, those guys aren't going. And, and those are like, veterans like this is a guy that's been in the league yeah. for six years how is it how do you look at a guy like alex new maybe maybe not even a new how do you look at a guy like Sampo ranto and say okay which aspects of the game do we need to develop in order to get a legit every night player out of this guy because what we saw his entire career has not worked at all in the nhl it hasn't translated yeah. at all the the skating and the size have been great
1: yep you're talking about Ranta,
0: yeah and, yeah, and like that, the size portion is not a skill. That is not a thing <laughs> that he had to develop. He had that. Not to say that working on your body isn't like a part of development, right. but it's not something that he had to be... You can't right. go from yeah, like, one
2: sixty to two
0: thirty, yeah, right? <laughs> like it, it, that's just that's that that's just a god given thing for him. Uh, but with Ranta, it's Ranta is especially an interesting case because. When you watch Newick play, you see he's got a really good shot. He's a really good playmaker. Yep. He's got really good vision. He's got really good instincts. You know the and talent He's a really there. good skater. Yeah. He's got a really complete offensive profile that you're like, we don't know how long this is going to take, but we are, we're very confident that yeah. this is going to translate into a pretty good all-around offensive player. What level has always been a question? Because his college career was so good, we were like, is it 70 points or is it more like 50 points? Because if it's less than 50, you're a little disappointed. But if it's right about 40 to 50. You're okay with it. You're pretty happy there.
1: Yeah.
0: But with a guy like Ranta, what do you do? And that was when I saw the thing with Caulfield today. I thought it was so interesting because with Caulfield, he's an extreme example of he's got a truly elite skill. Yep. And... He's got other really good complementary skills. He's a good playmaker. He's a really shifty skater. He's very elusive. He's really good on his skates. He's got great balance. Obviously the low center of gravity makes him a little tougher to take off the puck than you would expect. Yep. But he doesn't always play into that. Sometimes he he does he feels a little sorry for himself and he gets a little nah, soft. But I'm done. Yeah, yeah, he gets he gets a little easy to play against at times, and especially in Montreal that's not going to fly. And he hasn't been scoring goals. Look, if he had four goals right now, he wouldn't be in the AHL. True. You know, but he he's also, I think he's second on the Canadiens and shots on goal. So, like, the generation is there. It's just that, hey, when you're, when this is the other hard part of it, when you're a goal right. scorer and the goals aren't dropping, your value is really, really hard to discern. Well,
1: well so, Sampo Ranta, I actually think is a really interesting name to bring up because he was someone I was going to mention as... When you look when you look at him, even though what he has been known for throughout his career, what has been really good, what has gotten him to this point, isn't really coming through right now, he is someone, to me, that is finding other ways to at least be impactful to some extent. Now, obviously, everyone can have their opinion on how Samparanta has looked this year, but like to me... I don't think it's... Don't is there anybody out there who's happy with it? I mean, what, what I was going to say was... I am completely okay with what Sampo Ranta has done because I haven't noticed him in a negative way, and he's at least finding ways to be uh, so functional out there. I,
2: and, and Functional, I think, is a good word for it because when you look at Sampo Ranta compared to a Colt Caulfield, Sampo Ranta can get away with playing a game where he turns his brain off and just skates into stuff. He just runs into people. He runs right. into pucks. He just it, it will be a
1: thing that he can get away with. Because he can go an entire game where he skates in straight lines. Yep. Well, and and and, be, and it, for me, it's one of those things where I love seeing that he, I mean, he gets PK time. Like, like he that, has been a responsible I'm going to touch on that play. here in a second. But, 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 like, he's been a responsible enough player that you can live with the fact that he's not contributing in the way that he normally does because it, you have the faith that, okay, he's working through these kind of bumps and bruises, finding another role knowing that he's got that ability. Like, that was a great tip the other night. Like, that was a great tip on a goal, on a goal that was called yeah. back. Because but, he like, didn't dump it in. Yeah. Right, yeah. Because yeah. He,
0: didn't have, he didn't recognize that Byram is two steps in front of him. So I saw that play go urgency. in, and,
1: and when they didn't blow it dead, I was like, huh, my angle must no, have we, been off we, from, we from we that. We, we, we We're, We're
0: all sitting up here, and we all went, that's offside. Well, because
1: <laughs> it, was, it looked so offside that I was like, there must have been something from the angle I was watching that at that I missed because – that looked offside enough that I would have blown that play dead from here, but but you know like he he still has that offensive ability. You see, it, you saw it in training camp. You saw it in the rookie tournament a couple times. He's got that finishing ability, so I actually think Rant is a great example of finding other ways to be impactful I, while he's not scoring. But he goals. hasn't is I, the problem. Well, he's he's pretty much
0: bottom of but, the barrel. But the there any? Is there, any, is there anything that he's done? Every shot metric.
1: Right, but is there he's anything that crushed. he's is there anything that he's doing though that is standing out to you every game? where You're like, wow, Samparanta looked bad there. He's that getting was on crushed. Sam- That's not what I
0: asked you. Is, is is there is 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 he is that not standing out in a negative way though? But, but I mean, when no, you, I'm saying to you, watching sp- the game, when you stand on the ice and you cannot get pucks out, and you spend your whole shift defending.
1: But that, is that is that because of him? It's. It,
0: Is it a coincidence that it happens to him over and over and over and over and that every line that he gets on, it continues to happen to that when he switches lines with a different one, then now that's the line that's getting crushed. Is it all Sampo's fault? Of course not. There are four other guys on the ice, but the problem, the the question that I'm having with Sampo is, and it like, I don't have a problem with them keeping him. I would prefer for teams to give younger players longer leashes. Mm -hmm. But this is also a really good example of when every fan ever says, why don't you just throw X young player into the NHL? What can it hurt? Well, it can hurt your team. Because right. he yeah. can go out 100%. there and get crushed every
1: night. See, but like so so he's getting crushed in shot metrics, but again, I don't like I don't see him throwing pucks up the middle of the ice. I don't see him, yeah. him losing his coverage. Not, I don't see him you He's know, not
0: touching pucks. He's not doing anything except watching he, the other I, team take shots, retrieve the puck, and take more shots. Well
1: and I I just
0: it's it's a weird coverage thing, right? Because Ranto is absolutely an F1.
2: Anytime the abs can allow him to not have responsibility yeah. at five on five,
0: they're going to do that. So He should be high guy always, fly the zone, and stress other defenses. Yeah. And he doesn't do the, any of that right now. He's trying to figure it out. And when the coaching staff puts him on the PK... I don't think it's a testament to Ranta. I it's, think it's the coaching it's staff <laughs> searching for a way to make him useful. Yeah. Because if he goes out there and he skates in a straight line right at a defenseman who throws a puck right into his shin pad, he's got the speed and the size to fight off a dude for a sexy uh, breakaway goal the other way. I was saying
1: the finishing like, ability. This yeah.
0: is that is that is where I think the coaching staff is using him on a on a depth PK unit where yeah. they are they're like go run into a puck, right. hope that something good happens. Because I don't think that it's it's out of the realm of realistic ask to just be like, hey, go block a shot or two. Yeah. And then maybe you get lucky and you can spring one down because he can, and he does have an aggressive I, mindset. I know, it's I, like you know. the thing that Bob Motzko think... accomplished with him at Minnesota. They <laughs> successfully taught him, you're big. Well, and you can, you can be big. Every single time on the ice because you're big.
1: Yeah.
2: Now, see, I think you might have to be a little bit high to play Sampo Ranta on the PK. So maybe the Evs coaching staff hit up Solace Meds where you can go get all of your cannabis needs. This you is f- forcing it. Yeah, that's okay. I'm good with that. I'm just saying. You got to do what you got to do sometimes, you know. You, just you can't have an amazing Manscaped read every single show. I'm just saying. Uh, use code DNVR20 online at solacemeds.com, S-O-L-A-C-E-Meds.com to get 20% off for your order for pickup. They have four different locations here in Colorado, and you can get a bunch of great deals in store as well. So check out Solace Meds today and get whatever you okay. need. You get a free King Cone if you buy anything at the Wheat Ridge location. So get on that. Hit up Stravacraft Coffee as well, the CBD-infused coffee that helps with migraines, aches, and pains like joint pain, IBS, all sorts of stuff. Super easy to start your day with your coffee, and I call it your coffee and your Advil together because it takes care of your pains and it wakes you up. It's a win-win all the way around with Stravacraft. You can get Stravacraft Coffee for 25% off your first order when you use code DNVR25. And with all this money you're saving, look, we just added Jesse, we just added Megan, there's never been a better time to become a member of DNVR. Get the annual membership. Sign up for that. You get a free shirt of your choice from our selection. You also get access to
0: the working DNVR on new Lounge. ones. By the way, we've yep, got a couple some of in, the, new in the pipeline. and I mean, I feel like I can I. I feel like it's not. Why not? A huge yeah, everybody that, knows it's coming. That that a Rambo Santa shirt is being made It's <laughs> <is> in development. <laughs>
1: It's gonna be. It's gonna be. See, fun. we just need him to score. He's well, gonna, he's like, he's gonna put one in. Yeah, like with today.
0: Likes, like like Sampo himself, the shirt is developing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you
1: go. Do you have more? No, no, no go. Oh, for okay. It. No, I was just gonna say to to kind of finish up on the rant of stuff. I think it's coming for him. Yeah,
0: and like I'm encouraged. Like I think he had a. I think he uh, has had a solid couple games in a row. I liked him in St. Louis, and I liked him uh, against Minnesota on Saturday. Like I. There there were signs there. The same way that I feel like there have been signs with Martin Kaut, where you're like, look, he's physically engaging in a way that he hasn't previously, which is the thing that I think is keeping Ranta in the lineup. Yep. Is that he's playing without any fear of either getting run into 100%. or running into people. And I think that that physicality is something that Bedner has just said, I'm prioritizing. 100%. I'm yep. not worrying about anything else. We were too soft in the playoffs. We had players that didn't like getting hit. We had problems with it. So I want guys that don't give a shit if they get run into. Yeah. I want guys that are that that, that aren't looking to a slip contact. You know, because you did have guys last year like a Donskoy, where look Donnie's great. He didn't like getting hit. Yeah. And it seemed like a lot of times when he did. There were effects there he didn't just get up take him out of the <laughs> and game and it's man. it's kind of the same thing that that has happened with gerard a little bit this year yeah is that you've seen him look to slip contact a little more than you, he normally would where he's been fine taking hits to make plays in the past and this year i think he's trying to slip it a little bit more and you're asking the question is he just avoiding contact because it's a smart play when you're five foot nine or is he afraid of the contact? Right, right. Now, because those it's are two. Difference. Yep. There's a really big difference yep. in how you perceive the player, depending on what that mindset is. And so what I think is, is that you're seeing Ranta and you're seeing <laughs> Kaut. They're physically engaging. One thing that I think is keeping Jason Meghna around. It helped. Big hit the other night. It yeah. helps that they're pretending he's an effective center. I don't. So I,
1: so Jason Megna whatever,
0: has- but he's a guy that understands I'm going to go out and I'm going to go full bore every yep. single shift. I'll hit somebody if I have to and I will I will not make brutally bad mistakes with the puck. Bad things won't happen to me and I will get to stay in the lineup. And again, that was a dude who got crushed. So Jason Against Minnesota.
1: Jason Megna has been my like measuring stick for the last these first eight games like the back part of last season when you're talking about players being called up coming into the lineup and that has kind of been my 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 like litmus test. Like I'm sitting there saying, what did they do tonight that Jason Megna can't? Because that's honestly like where I think this coaching staff is at with these young kids is are they a lot of the stuff you just talked about, are they willing to go out and do that? Wear the contact, make the tough plays, knowing that we'll find their role. Like Alex Newhook will find his way to the second line, you hope, right? Sam Paranta will find his way into a scoring role. You hope Martin Count makes a jump. But are they doing something? Are they coming into the lineup every night and doing something that I can't get out of Jason Magna, who I know what I'm going to get every Here's, single night?
2: Uh, my problem with that and the part of that I struggle with is, yes, the players do need to find their role for a certain extent. But also, you look at someone like Alex Newhook, are they going to play him at wing?
0: Are they going to play him at center? Right, they yeah. seem like they
2: can't make up their mind. So, the yeah. what thing, they with, do the with, thing
0: the with New Hook specifically, have a plan. Yeah. Um, because I think Sampo and Kaut, those types of guys, make it really easy to. Mm-hmm. They are drag and drop players. Yep. yep. And with New Hook, especially when you're worrying about long term development, you're saying, okay, every shift that he plays at wing is a shift he wasn't playing at center. Yeah. Every development opportunity that you give him in one position takes away from the other. So you need to understand. You need to be comfortable with the opportunity cost of is he going to play center? Because if he's playing center, he's more valuable. If you're going to develop him at center, he's more valuable. I saw. I think it was Brad earlier in the in the conversation that had a uh, the that 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 mentioned uh, William Carlson. If you're going to try and get a William Carlson out of him, great. But if he ends up on the wing and you get more of a Jonathan Marcheso out of him, he's less valuable. He's still good. He's still he's still worth having around. He's still paid. Different value there. Yeah. I don't think anybody. If you could just pick between the two of them, I don't think anybody would take Marcheso over Carlson. And right. if they did, they were wrong. So <laughs> it's you know it's it's in it, it, when it comes to New specifically, they've got they've got to have more yeah. of a defined plan yep. instead of Napoleon's plan. Of show up and see what happens. Yeah, with with Sampo, it's fine. Right, you know what? Because they don't have to worry about him going to St. Petersburg in the winter. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> it's not going to happen. They don't. There, I don't think that there is. If they don't get an NHL player out of Sampo, it's fine. I don't think it's a huge problem. I'm also not that worried about it. I yeah. think he he has too many intriguing tools. I agree for him for him not to eventually just stick. On some level. Yeah. Now, is it is it a fourth-line, you know, Lawson-Kraus type of thing? Maybe. Where he becomes, like, the offensive version of a Lawson-Kraus where he's a – you put him out there because he's big and he skates well and he does this and he's that, and, but, and but he scores. 20 points, maybe. Yeah, maybe. and he's, he scores points, and, and Kraus is more of, like, the defensive type of guy that you live with on a fourth line. You know, where, where does he end up? But the – the, the the what each guy does well and what each guy needs to work on is different. Yeah. Uh like right now the the one thing out of Martin Kaut that I've really consistently liked in all of his games, he's retrieving pucks really well. Yep. When pucks are when pucks are bouncing around the zone, he's going and getting them. He's keeping plays alive, whether that's for uh well, a shift change not, or an offensive possession or whatever. It's
2: not just the retrieval, it's the Next step too. He's he's continuing the possession by getting the puck and doing something effective.
0: Yeah, with it. he has. It's been it's been and an, an part of that is the increased physical engagement. Look, he's he's a he's not a small guy. He's not hulking, right? But he's a, he's a decently sized individual that can throw the body around. He can be effective when he uses that size. He has been effective using that size. His puck retrieval has been a thing that I've liked about his game. It's a thing that I think can continue to get better because there are still some moments where he seems to give up on a play before he gets to it where he doesn't think he's going to get it. And so he goes in with a little more of a soft mentality where he just reaches instead of moves his feet. But that's a consistency thing. That's a shift-by-shift thing. That's a Once it really clicks with him, I think it's going to be a big thing with Sampo. He's not retrieving any pucks at all, and he's losing a lot of them. And when he has them in the offensive zone, when he's when he's he's not making effective plays with right. the puck. Yep. And I think that that's where you know when we talked about Olauson not using teammates and that. I think he's way ahead of where Oscar is. I mean, Oscar's at square one in that right. category. Right, and that's that's. <laughs> I'm I'm only I'm, I'm not saying that the dunk on Oscar. I'm saying it to say, Sampo has developed a lot from his draft days yeah. from when he was a teenager that part of his game has come a long way it just has to continue yeah. and right now we're not seeing a lot of progress in that specific area and i think that that's where one of i i think that's where that's where one of the areas of of his game that has to come around because when it does you're going to it's 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 all going to make sense when it right. like oh hey this guy who's had puck skill and goal scoring acumen Everywhere he's ever been his whole <laughs> life is suddenly going to to figure out how to, how to utilize his skills in the NHL to co- accomplish those same goals. He's never going to be a big assist guy. He's never going to be a big playmaker. But he has to figure it out enough yep. so that teams respect the fact that he has teammates on the ice. He's got that ability. And that they don't just need to worry about just him with the puck right now.
1: So taking this back to what this whole conversation was originally around of, you know, prospect development, how do you handle them, is it you know sending them down, keep, you know whatever it is and I think that is what you are that's kind of what all of this boils down to is there is no more cookie cutter this is how you develop prospects. They sit in the AHL for this long, then you bring them in, you put them in this lineup and that's it. There are different players who need wildly different things wildly different things yeah and and i think that you know going back to what the original reason that's why
0: why you're seeing count is on the power play and Sampo is on the pk (laughs) right they're trying to find something that works and they're trying to
1: develop different parts of each guy's game and they're saying okay we're seeing enough out of this that we can put him in there and you know see that come along further and then you've got guys like new hook and caulfield who are sitting in the ahl because what they need right now is to get back to Scoring those goals and and feeling you know getting that juice going and remembering what it is they do so well that has made them effective at the NHL level. That when you go through a rough patch like that, you can get away from them. you start squeezing that stick a little bit and you start trying to do things that you wouldn't normally try to do. We've seen that with the Avs as a whole in the playoffs the last couple of years. They get into these second rounds. They get against you know something a little bit different of a look. And they start squeezing the stick, and they start forcing uh, I mean, passes. They start forcing plays. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna
0: to avoid the correlation there well, well, because well, but, each of their second round losses has been very, very different. Well, see,
1: but I, but but I see it in the same way of like you have guys that get away from what has made them successful, and just drawing that parallel to New Hook, Caulfield, what are they doing this year that they is different from what they did in each of those two guys' respective playoff runs that hasn't carried forward you know what i mean that hasn't been replicated to start this season what are they missing what are they needing to get back to and that's why i think it's good for players like that get some AHL time people forget the ahl is still an unbelievably good league like that is a it's, very good league there's very the, good hockey the AHL players.
0: is better than ever and we say this every right. year because yep. it keeps getting better right like because they keep allowing teams have dedicated Real prospects to developing yeah. there, and so when that that raises the level there, and it's no longer the filled with these guys that should really be in the ECHL right. who are twenty four or twenty five years old, well, it's a lot more. We found and, a little bit at the bottom, but like, but there's a lot more real players there. Yeah, a lot more actual prospects. A lot more, you know. There's there's a lot more raw talent in the yeah. HL than we've ever really seen before. So it's not like a bad thing to be playing No, but the the big thing here, and this was something that I noted earlier today when I was chatting with people about Caulfield, you can't hem and haw. You've got to make a decision with these guys because the worst thing that you can do is, well, we kept him for eight games in the NHL and it didn't work very well, so now he's going to the AHL and now he's in the AHL for six games. Well, now when he's back, right. and now we're expecting the world of, of him again because he scored three goals while he was in the AHL. So clearly he's fixed. And now <laughs> he's back. And, oh, he doesn't score a goal for the first five games that he's back. Oh, well, he's broken again. We need to send him back. Yep. And it turns, or he gets healthy scratched for a week, and then he plays one game. He plays 11 minutes. He goes back down to the AHL. You can't no, do that. Yeah, I fully agree. That. And that's where teams get Lost, uh, that they, they they become hostages of the moment, where they're like, we can't, we're not patient enough to just leave him in the AHL, right. Right. to where we're like, he's good, he's done.
1: Well, see, and that's and, and and you, I I wonder how much a product of that is like of the the, the newer way that fans interact and engage with teams and stuff like that, because there is pressure on teams to bring these guys into the lineup and have them there. They cannot, teams
0: cannot make decisions based on YouTube comments. I
1: I don't disagree with you, but I I don't disagree. And I, but I feel like there are some that do. Well, I don't
2: think it's even necessarily based on the YouTube comments. I don't think there's anything wrong with aggressive promotion. If you are a team that is in a situation that can afford to bring in young players and give them 20 games to be maybe not that great but figure well, it out at the NHL level. Look how
0: look how Anaheim handled Trevor Zegras last year. Yeah.
2: Really weird. Very handling. very
0: strange. Yeah. Yeah. Really weird especially with like the press releases which is yeah. probably yeah. like doesn't affect him or his development but was more of a weird thing from our side of things where we're like why are you saying um, yes. this? Right. Like, okay, so you guys demoted him so he would go play center, and then he scored two points per game, and you called him back up. Yeah, and then didn't
1: <laughs> want to play. Him. Yeah, and and see, that's where I fully agree <coughs> with you. Like, I am one of those people, and and you and I actually have gotten into arguments about this stuff before on old shows. We're like, I really am. Like, if you aren't going to commit legitimate time to a prospect in the NHL, if you are going to toy around with healthy scratch four or five, six minutes a night in a role that they're not really like, that's not their role. Leave him in the AHL. Well, and this is where the sample conversation comes back because you can
0: ask right now is Ranta's development better served doing what he's doing in the NHL every night, or is it better served with him playing, I'm right. not going to say 20. Everybody always says 20 yeah, minutes. Right, it right, right, never right, right. fucking happens with the Eagles. <laughs> They're on the but third like, line or whatever. Like, but, like yeah. is he better served playing 15 or 16 minutes in a in a normal top six role right. for him? PP1.
1: Where type he's doing, shit,
0: yeah. you know, he's part of, he's getting puck touches all the time, and he's adjusting to the speed, and he's getting he's getting used to that. Because you remember, this wasn't a guy that has a year of the AHL oh. Oh. under his belt. He had he played like six games yeah, with the yeah. Eagles, and they were like, "Yolo, put him into first, let him play playoff games. It's all good. None of this matters. Fuck it. Sample's got this." And like he, like Evan mentioned in the chat, like he seems to have like his own like sample rules here yeah
1: well and and that that is one of those things when you see stuff like that going on that is where i really try to step back and say okay what is what are we or what are we not seeing that coaching and scouting is seeing different because there was something to what sampo did last year he came in he had a very good short stint with the eagles he performed well put yeah. up points. Well, so did Newhook, Newhook. Right. Newhook, was,
0: Newhook was even better.
1: And yeah. and they bring him in right before playoffs. And They're Newhook is even better again. Practicing with the team and they both end up in the lineup. So it's what is it that they are seeing that they are liking so much out of Sampo Ranta? Is there something at practice? Is he I, you know uh, you know and, and I don't have the answer to that, but I'm just saying in general. What what my what my guess here,
0: my theory, I guess, uh, is that it's it's that Sampo is a pure north south guy. That it's a very simple process for him, and they're just waiting for the game to slow down. Yeah, in the NHL because when it does, like what he does, like look, look, look at how Logan O'Connor plays. Look how Logan O'Connor gets it. Yep. Yeah, where you look at Logan O'Connor's raw skills, his talent, and what stands out about it. His speed. That's it. I mean effort level, yeah. In terms yeah. of in but in terms of talent, sure. in terms of sure, his sure. actual hockey skill. His skating is really the only thing that's like that really stands out as like a true like pro. Yep. Everything else is hard work, determination, understanding who he is in his own skin, understanding his role and knowing how to play that role every single shift, every single night. And it's made a world of difference. I can't imagine that there's anybody in the world that has a problem with Logan O'Connor. This season. He's great. He's been awesome. He's great. The light bulb went on last year. We saw it go on, and we were like, okay, even with the limitations, you love a guy like this. You love a guy like this. started
1: in the bubble for him. And
0: I think that, yeah, those two games, that (sighs) when he came into the Dallas series and he just ran into stuff, and it was like, wow, what a revelation.
1: (laughs) You know, because... (laughs) He like, was like old NA, like EA Sports NHL <laughs> games so he'd run into stuff and the puck would just go right to a teammate like it was crazy <laughs> like he was so good in the bubble.
0: Well, and this is where this is where I think that that they're waiting on Ranta because he plays a simple north south game but he has puck skills. He's got goal scoring ability. He's got good finish. He's got a really good shot. Like and and we've seen it with great skating. I think that they're looking at him and they're like, "Look, this is just a better LOC." Yeah. So all we're gonna do is we're just gonna give him twenty games, and we're just gonna hope that the light bulb comes on because when it does, it's gonna kick ass. And he's gonna be a good and effective player. And right now he's not any of that. And it's interesting to me that he's getting a leash that we haven't seen previously. Well, Injuries are certainly playing somewhat of right. a role here. Yeah. But even when they were even even when they were getting they inched up close to being healthy. Ranta he was, was, still still kind like, he yeah. was still the guy. He was still the guy. He was still in there. I think
2: especially for an organization like the Avs right now that have the expectations that they do, let's be honest, the development slot, whatever yeah. you want to call it in the NHL, Secondary. there's pretty much one of those for the entire forward core. Yep. So they've made a decision to commit Taranta in that spot, at least in the immediate. I, I think that much is pretty clear their reasons may be something they see, they like Ranta, whatever. Yeah. Don't have to get into specifics there.
0: But I mean, you'd love to know what it is, but
1: your comment of them waiting for the game to slow down for me, It could be that they are just looking at this guy and, and maybe it's in practices, it's in camps, and meetings and and you know, film or whatever and they are saying when this because that is one thing that that is lo- the, the appreciation for I think does get lost a lot is just how quickly that game moves at the nhl level oh it's lightning like it's 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 unbelievable how fast that game moves how quick guys are on you and it's everybody on the ice now it's everybody on the ice now um and maybe that is something they're seeing that once this guy starts understanding that pace difference and can give himself that extra half seconds second he's gonna be you know maybe that's the internal conversation they're having so they're just trying to work through this until it slows down with that individual player but i do think that's one thing that is that is big that does get lost a lot is players adjusting to this speed and pace it is a well, and, massive step up
2: and let's be honest outside of the four penalty game to end the preseason yeah. ranta's ranta's preseason was significantly better than new hooks on the whole so
1: yeah i agree with
0: that yeah I mean, but he had like the four pound the game existed.
2: He did, but New Hook didn't provide any of the things. I don't, I don't have
0: any issue with how they've handled New Hook because Me he either. just yeah. didn't he just didn't have a great run-up to any of it. He but, didn't look like himself. He didn't look he wasn't nearly as dynamic or as threatening as we've seen. I mean how many games have we watched of this guy over since he was drafted? Yeah. Tons of them. And he just didn't look comfortable in his own skin. And it was like, okay, like you need to go and figure but this I'm, out. I'm like, saying, and I
2: know it's not a one-to-one correlation of like, oh, they can only develop Ranta or Newhook. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even play the same position. Yeah. But we know every head coach in the league is gonna have an aneurysm if they try to put out too many prospects at the same time.
0: So unless you're Arizona, well, it's a. Well, diff- see the thing with Arizona is they're not playing their young right. guys in the NHL this year. Because they don't want them to get infected with the losing Toxic culture, culture. Yeah. So they're <laughs> yeah. they're purposely holding some of their prospects and saying, "We're going to give you an extra you, well, year." Well, you
2: saw Detroit did it last we're year. We're not too.
0: messing with this. Yeah, look, I mean, look at Moritz Cider. They gave him an extra year in the AHL because they were like, you know what? We don't want you up there getting getting comfortable Crap, losing fifty you know, games a year. Yeah. It's one of the things that about New Jersey that I'm a little iffy on. That they, they just threw, went in, yeah. They threw all of their young guys at it and just said, figure it out. Yeah. And you see some of, like, Jesper Brat has been a revelation. Pavel Zaka has been a slow burn, but has, has like, worked his way up there. Is that, you know, what? it takes time. But it's also a great way to burn out I'd, some of your young guys and never really give them a proper chance.
2: I'd, I would love to get more into this conversation, but we're 80 minutes into the show and have a lot more shows to do Oh, this I didn't season, know that we'd so. gone that long. <laughs> yeah. That's my bad. Uh, <laughs> so final thoughts on the development process, young kids trying to crack the league these days.
0: I, I One of the things that we didn't really mention was that it could just be that all these young guys just aren't as good as we thought. This whole, like mini generation
1: of this like two-year group just may not be very good. I, I think it's it's really interesting because I feel like we went so many years where you had really high-end talent at the top of the draft that was able to make the jump. And to AJ's point, this may just be one of those things where, yeah, you're going to end up with a lot of really good players, but they just aren't on that same like yeah, dynamic how many elite level come where out you can this, jump right you know, in.
0: Where you get a bunch of second-line players or second-pairing. How many all-stars are coming out of this group? Right. And and that real all-star is not you need to be your team's one guy, Trevor C. Right, right, right.
1: But, But I also do think that there's another possibility to this, that you are also seeing a shift in the way that coaches, general managers, organizations as a whole are starting to look at people. There is a lot of the conversation around, well, how do you communicate with Gen Z? How do you communicate with millennials? This may just be one of those things where people are starting to figure out, we have to focus on mental side of it, making sure that yeah. they feel comfortable, make sure that they understand what their expectations are, make sure that they understand this, that, and the other. And maybe teams are just realizing this development track isn't as fast-paced as we had it even just a few years ago. We have to slow down. We have to make sure that guys are, are getting what they need.
0: The really quick counterpoint is, though, of, the, of these young guys that are succeeding – it's all defensemen, yeah. Byram and Cider. Jamie Drysdale's had a really s- strong start to the year. After, so are we after... seeing a
1: shift from it being defensemen that are the longer, the slower burn to well,
0: forwards? Well, and that's yeah. my question because it's never that's never been the case. Yeah, in the NHL, it's never been the case. But all of a sudden, this generation, what we're seeing out of guys at a younger age is defensemen. Yeah. Coming in and, and succeeding at a higher uh, at a more rapid rate than forward counterparts, which is weird. Just because I, I mean, I works.
2: wonder how much of that is a push that recognition of young intelligent players get pushed towards the defensive side of the game because they position better, because they they yeah. understand the ice Reading better, the things game like that. But yeah, maybe a conversation for another day. As as we do, got to end this show. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, however you consume the pod. Hope y'all ha- enjoy Jesse because he's going to be on the show all the time now. So,
1: If you don't, sorry.
2: Well, they can live with that. <laughs> That's their problem. Uh, I hey, sh-
0: thanks, Rudolph. If you don't, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, what else do you yeah. say? Yeah. Truly? Yeah. Like, all right, well, go enjoy Dater's pod. Oh. Mm, well, anyway, we love
2: you all. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, same time probably from home. I'm, I'm a black screen now. Either way, we love you. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow.